And so we, uh, we, I didn't get past one. I mean, right before the service started, the Lord said, just hang on one. And I could hang on one today, but I'm not. So number one, we're going to go ahead and you can write it down if you don't have it written down, is be transformed. Be changed. Can you allow God to change you? Well, I don't want to change. Well, you know what? You need to change. The, Jesus said you must be born again. So number one, to be in the will of God, you got you to know Jesus. you got to get saved. you got to be transformed. You need to become the new creation that God wants you to be. See, you were born without God. Okay? You were made in His image, but you are the house of God, and you were made to house God, and you've got to ask Him to come in. He is not a tyrant. God wants to work with you. He comes alongside of us to live in this life. He doesn't come on us and then we're just going to do what He wants us to do. No, we have a will and God has a will. And married couples find out that the husband has a will and the wife has a will. But they have to come together and work through situations. Same way with God. God's our Father. He has a will, but He's a good Father. And so to talk about the will of God, to know God, you got to know that God's good and the devil's bad. Let's just get it out there. And you got to get your mind right. Now, remember, your spirit's supposed to be king. Your mind is supposed to be your servant, and your body is supposed to be your slave. But how many of you know that your body, if you let your body go, it will make you a slave? It will get addicted to sugar, cocaine, alcohol, sex, whatever, but nothing satisfies but God. Nothing will satisfy you but God. And last week I talked about America's an identity crisis. We don't know who we are. Men want to be women. Women won't be men. I know I'm calling it out there, but this is the truth. And, and, and I love everybody, LBGTQ, whatever you want to talk but I've seen the I had a family member that was gay and died of AIDS. Come on. Just, get, just talk the truth just for a minute. You can do what you want to do, but it's not God's will if it's going to kill you early. God wants you to live a long life. And he said certain things out that would kill. He, didn't, he doesn't want people to die, but people do. The easiest thing to do in the world is die. I mean, you can walk out in the interstate and step in front of an 18-wheeler and be gone. But that's not God's will. That's your will doing something that's definitely, totally against the will of God. And when you talk about the will of God, knowing that God's good and, and knowing that we have an identity crisis, and, and God loves those people, but God loves us enough not to leave us where we're at. God loves us enough that He wants to change us. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Not, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. And the world will tell you it's all good. It's all good. Cheat on your wife. No, it won't. It brings destruction to a family. And family's under attack. I know I, I'm, I'm speaking truth. I mean, last Sunday I started, if you had a booger on your nose, wouldn't you want me to tell you? You know, wipe that off. It's embarrassing. Everybody went like this, you know. And, and so the thing about it is the, the truth may hurt sometimes. It may be embarrassing, but it's still the truth. Uh, seven years ago, 50% of of gay men got AIDS by the time they were 50. Nobody wants to hear that. We're talking about more African-American babies aborted in New York City than born. What is wrong with that? That's, that's a whole generation being wiped out. That's crazy. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling these things because God, I, I, he said, the Bible says, I knew you in your mother's womb. 
I knew you. And, and, and how we live our life matters, y'all. How we live our life, and God wants us to have a blessed life, but we have to conform to his image. And he's not, again, he's not a taskmaster where you're going to make you do something. He comes alongside you and say, come on, just like you take a toddler and you pick him up and you fall and you pick him up. Come on, you got this. Or come walk to me. God's like, come over here. Hey, over here, over here. This is where I want you to be. This is where I want you to be. And you know what helps us get there is the word of God. When you start looking at the word, oh, wait a minute. God wants me to live a long life. How many of you remember in the early, late 60s uh, or uh, uh, 70s, you always heard these rockers say, well, I, I, I won't live past 30. And they were living a destructive lifestyle, trying to die before they were 30. Man, that was, that, that's horrible. But God wants you to live a long time, and God wants you to have a peaceable life, and God wants you to have a blessed life. And, and so if, if that's where, if, if, that, if that is true, then what do I need to do to get that blessed life. What do I need to do to find the perfect? You know, let's read the scripture right quick. Uh, in Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice. Man, let me just stop right there. Lord, we worship you. Oh, we worship you. That, that's, not, that's not it. That's cool. That's awesome to worship God. But you can't do that working the restaurant at Walmart. Everybody be going, what's wrong with them? But you working that restaurant to the best of your ability is worshiping God. The Bible says, do everything is unto the Lord. Whether you working a restaurant, washing a car, building a truck, mowing a yard, you do it as unto the Lord, and now you're presenting your body a living sacrifice, whatever you're doing, raising a garden, planting or raising cattle, whatever you're doing, you do it as unto the Lord, and God's hand's going to be on it. Because cause, cause you know what the other is? I can't stand working. Just, here comes that old nagging woman in here in my red shirt. I can't stand her. You might as well be cussing. You might as well with that attitude. That attitude is not, you can't be blessed with that kind of attitude. Oh, Lord, help me. And then you're going to gripe at everybody? If you can't love your brother whom you see, how can you love God whom you cannot see? Oh, boy, I'm sorry. Let me preach this away. It's, it's the truth. We got to live it. God wants us to live it every day at our job. And you know what? Once you start submitting to his will, he'll start guiding your tracks and he'll take you to a better job. If you quit griping and complaining and start listening, you're listening to yourself. It's not our will, but thy will be done, right? Ooh, it hurts too. I'm taking from experience. It hurts. To, okay, I, I got to do the will of God here. Just let me slap them real quick, Lord. That's not the will of God. Okay, okay. You know, but I, I, hey, I love y'all. In Jesus' name, by the blood of Jesus. You know, sometimes you got to do that because you're tired, you're weary, you're mad already. The dog ran out, you know, uh, and, and, and you got to chase the dog down. Now you're in a bad attitude, and now it's going to creep over into work, life, family, kids, and you take it out on everybody. All right? I want to read two more scriptures. Uh, in Ephesians 5, 15 and 16, 
Well, I never finished the other one. said, be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You may know what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. But listen to this scripture in Ephesians 5. So then be careful how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise. Everybody, anybody want to be wise? All right. You can be wise. I didn't say it was due to a college education or a doctorate. It was wise from the Word of God. You know the, the, the Spirit of God. Making the most of your time here on earth because the days are evil. Everybody recognize that? Therefore, do not be foolish, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Understand. Say, I can understand what the will of the Lord is for my life. Okay? Number one, get saved. Number two, start following him. Number, read the word. Find out. Start asking him, Lord, guide me today. Lead me to be submitted. Submitted to God. Don't you tell me what to do. You know, I, I, my wife has been a school teacher, but even I think she was a junior in high school. She taught the two-year-olds in our, in our uh, Sunday school class at the church we grew up in. And she goes, oh, and she had a little song, okay, clean up time, clean up time, or whatever it was. And they all started picking up, and this one little girl got up, but she was, she was two years old, but she ruled the house. You ever met one of those? And so she starts picking up, and all of a sudden she realized, wait a minute. And she turned to my wife, wasn't my wife then, and she goes, you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> wow. She ruled, you don't tell me what to do. You know what? You have got to submit your life to God and let him tell you what to do. We have got to let him tell us what to do until we can understand. We can't follow the world. Colossians 1, 9 through 12. Will you put that? Is that on your list back there? Probably not. It's all right. I'm going to read you before. It says this. It says, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, have not ceased praying for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in spiritual wisdom and understanding. Paul said, I'm praying for you to be filled with the wisdom of his will. So let me pray over you. Father, give them wisdom to know the will of God for their life. Father, that you convict them, that you turn them, that you guide them. Father, that they change their minds or they change their heart and what to do in life. And we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's go to number two. Number two is act upon God's word. Act upon his word. You know, you can, you can talk about driving a car. You can talk about it. You can take the driver's test. But until you get behind the wheel, it's nothing like doing it experiencing it. You know, you can talk about building a house and you can have the plans and talk about it and talk about it, talk about it. But until you step into that act, until you start doing the word of God too, you're supposed to do the word, not just talk about it. Oh, that sounds good. That's awesome. But never do it. I, I had a, I had a cousin that got his doctorate in, in theology and he never preached. He never witnessed he never did anything but want to argue with what I preached or what my uncle preached or what somebody else preached. I'm like, what, what good is that? My uncle finally told him, dude, quit it. I don't want to hear it. You're not changing anybody's life. 
You're just cutting everything up that somebody says. Why don't you step up and preach somewhere? But he got all this knowledge for no good, even biblical knowledge. You think knowing something is enough, but you're supposed to act upon what God wants you to do with your life. And, you know, let me make it easy on you, okay? Doing the will of God. Unless you're in total rebellion, God's going to guide you into his will, okay? Total rebellion, I'm not doing that. You don't tell me what to do. That's total rebellion. I don't see any, I can't see very many people in here for the lights, but I don't see anybody in here that way. And if you are, you feel like you are, or maybe this area of my life I need to change, then repent. That means change your mind. Change your mind, and then your actions will change. Amen, amen? And so, so as we looked upon, uh, and I want to go back to what I said before, right after worship. This is the only way to be satisfied, is doing God's will, doing God's word. It's the only thing that satisfies. Drugs, cocaine, alcohol, sex, whatever doesn't satisfy. You know, you might get high for three or three days off something, but boy, when you come down, you're coming down, and it's over. But with God, you're blessed. With God, you've got peace. With God, you've got joy. You don't have to chase something else. So let's start asking him, and let's start following him. That's how you find your purpose. And you won't find your purpose until you start asking him and following him. Other than that, you're going through motions. Maybe that's why you're dissatisfied with your job. Maybe it's not your job. Maybe it's you. Come on. That's, that's the place we want to be. Money doesn't satisfy. It's only God. So, so we need the wisdom of God. We need to do her, be a doer. We need to act upon the word. That's what builds our foundation. It's his word and his spirit. In Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Look what this, this you've, you've heard this before, but let's, let's go over it again. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. We wise men in here, right? Yes. Amen, amen. We're wise. We're going to build our house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew. It didn't say it would never rain. It would never flood. The fire wouldn't come. It didn't say trouble wouldn't come. It said trouble would come. Jesus said trouble's coming, but be of good cheer, I've overcome. And if he's on the inside of you, you're going to overcome. And he said, blew and slammed against the house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded upon the rock. Now, how many know that Jesus is the rock? How many know in the beginning was the Word? The Word was with God. The Word was God. And then John 1, it says that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Woo, he's the rock. His ways are better. Come on, I found that out. His ways are better than my ways. And then it says, the rain fell and the floods came, winds blew. Uh, let's go to the next one. And everybody who hears these words of mine and, and does not act on them is a foolish man. And we're not foolish, are we? Nope, not this church is not foolish. We build our house on, not, not, uh, we build our house on the rock, not on the sand. But foolish people, their house, you, you've met them. They just collapse and tremble when, when trouble comes. Wind blows. They live in a... Uh, the, the three little pigs, house of straw and a house of sticks. But we have a house of, of stone. We're built on the rock. And so the next verse, the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew. Same thing, slammed against the house and it fell and it collapsed and the collapse of it was great. That's not us. We're going to overcome. We're going to maintain. 
We're going to have that, that, that rocks inside here. It doesn't matter what happens out here. We're, gonna, we're not going to live in fear. We're, not gonna, we're gonna live by faith. We're not gonna let the trouble overcome us. The Bible says that, that Satan and trouble should be under our feet. And I'm gonna tell you, I don't care who you are, stress of life comes on us. But I want to remind you that Jesus bore that stress. Remember, it started in the garden. He's praying, and, he, and as he's praying, great drops of blood. He was sweating blood. That was stress. The stress of sin, of the whole world, of every sin that has ever happened and that ever would happen. Jesus bore it. And then they put a crown of thorns on his head. That, that's the curse. The curse that's in your mind, you know. Oh, I don't know what we're going to do, 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 what we're going to do. Some of y'all lay down on the bed and ask, what we're going to do, 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 what we're going to do. And you're twisting and turning, what we're going to do. Come on, Jesus bore that. We think about, well, he bore sin, he bore death. No, he bore our stress. He bore our, that when somebody chastises, makes fun. You Christian, you go to that church? Why you go to church? He bore that. Come on, it encompasses everything. The confusion that's in our mind, he wants to get, the Bible says when you get saved, you get the mind of Christ. But we go back to our old ways. we got to break those habits. Well, this is the way we've always done it. Then it's change. Question it. Question it. Question it. Man, I started questioning what Grandma told me and what Grandpa told me, and I, I loved them. They were good people, but wait a minute. That don't line up with a word. Wait a minute. I can't say what Grandpa said. That ain't even right. You know, and that wasn't, you know, wasn't biblical. So, you know, when something wouldn't crank, I, I'm, I mean, I followed him around like, you know, my, my grandsons follow me around. And the mom, Tiller wouldn't crank, he, he'd say a few words. I didn't know what they meant. Then I found out what they meant, and I'm like, wait a minute. But, you know, even biblical things that Grandma says, you know, everything, everything's God's will. If it happens, it's the Lord. Or we just pray that if it happens, God just, no, 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 no. Now, we, we tried to go over that last Sunday. I want to bear to go back over it. The children of Israel, God took them out of slavery and said, I've got a promised land for you. How many of you know that they couldn't, they couldn't go in because of their unbelief? How many of you know Jesus couldn't heal people because of their unbelief? But boy, where people got in agreement with him, Jesus was able to do all great and mighty things. You know, and now we talked about Saul, the people, we want a king like everybody else. Don't compare yourself and what God has you doing to everybody else. Come on, do what God's called you to do. He didn't call you to be a millionaire. But if he did, you better start training. Just because he's called you to do something doesn't mean you're going to do it because you don't change. I, I, I took a, the, the last secular job I had, but it was just as spiritual as this one, I'll tell you the truth. I got hired, and you know what? I'm laying in bed at night, and my wife, I'm rolling over this job and how to do it in my mind. It was so much that I never said a word, but it woke my wife up. Are you all right? Are you going to be able to work this job? I said, I got it in Jesus' name. I had to learn 16 different handheld radios and 16 different mobile radios and every accessory that goes with them. 
And I, and I asked God to do it, and I became, I had people from other states calling me about accessories. Motorcycle. How do you put a radio on a motorcycle work? A motorcycle cop can talk on it. You don't even think about that. You know that they have a microphone that fits in their helmet, and you push a button, and they can say, oh, yeah, I got you, and it goes through the top of their head? Bone induction? Crazy. What, what I had to learn. I, it was spiritual because I had to learn to provide for my family, but it was the best job I ever had. Connects to this one. And this one's crazy stressful too. Come follow me around one day. Let's go pray for somebody, you know. Come cast the devil out, pastor. Okay. That happens. And so, so the thing about it is everything we do is spiritual, and everything we do, God wants to put us in a position to where, man, when, when I left, I mean, I had it all figured out. I mean, it, it, uh, it was 18 years. I figured it out before 18 years, but, but still I became, I, I knew, and I could buy stuff cheaper or less expensive and make more money. And, you know, God wants you to make money. And the company you work for needs to make money. You ever think about that? Man, when I left, one of, them, one of them said, well, man, God sure blessed us while he was here. Well, what they did, too, was bless them because they were givers, and they were obedient, and they loved God. My point is, is you want to bless the company you're working for, you got to be the best employee they've ever had. Is that your goal, or is it? Okay, two minutes to, I'm going to clock in. Huh? And you're going, <laughs> my grandpa told me I, I work in a summer job at the mill and I swept sawdust. And the time I walked around this building, there was sawdust on the ground. I was just circling this building, sweeping sawdust. All I did all day, you know, 17-year-old punk. And he said, look, he said, that sawdust to wait. You go to the bathroom, hang out in about 15 minutes and do this and that. And he's trying me to cheat the system. I was like, No. I didn't tell him no, but I mean, I just kept working. I want to I'm, I'm work. I, I saw him work. I saw my dad work. I saw people work. I knew that I, I'm supposed to work. The Bible says you don't work, you don't eat. I'm talking about the will of God. I know this is crazy stuff, but it's true. Work. Work and do it unto the Lord. Mm-mm. So that's acting. That's acting on the word. When you find what the word says, God said he'll bless what you put your hand to. But if you're standing over in the corner like this, watching everybody else work, God ain't going to bless you. Oh, Lord, bless me. I need a raise. Come on. Okay, I'm just dabbling as much as I am preaching, so listen to me. I got a cousin, contractor, and he, he knows God, and he said, God, tell you what, Lord. He said, help me. I need $100,000 to be a Class A contractor. And he said, Lord, if you'll help me get $100,000, I'll take the test. I'll study for the test. I, 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 I'll take that test, and I'll pass that. I want, I want to be a Class A contractor. And so he started doing side jobs. Well, who wants to do side jobs? Nobody. But he started doing side jobs, and he threw money in the savings account, threw money in the savings account, threw money in the savings account, threw the money in the savings account, threw money in the savings account. I mean, he's got a crew. He's got a business to run, but he's doing side jobs. And it come to the end of the year, he called me and said, Lord, have mercy. I had to repent to God. I looked in my account. I had over $100,000, and I haven't taken the test. Lord, forgive me. 
I said, go on, bro. Take that test. God blessed you. But God blessed what he put his hand to. We forget about that. We just, it's coming in the mail. What time's the mail run? It's coming in the mail. What time's the mail run? No. God said he would, he would rest, give you wisdom. He would rest on you, give you strength. Why do you think all those stories in the Old Testament about, about uh, Samson? Samson was probably a skinny dude like me. Not much muscle, but he did exploits because the Spirit of God came on him. He wasn't Hercules, all bowed up. No, he, the Bible said it is normal, but he did exploits. Listen, God will have you do exploits at your job. That's his will for you to shine because you're his child. Come on, God, I, I, you're, my, you're my father, I'm your child. Thank you, Lord. I used to drive down the road, and I declare, Lord, I thank you that I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out because I'm your child. I thank you, Father, you bless everything I put my hand to. I thank you, Lord, that, uh, it, that uh, I have a, a basket or store, have a bank account and a savings account. It says basket and store. A basket's what you carry in your purse. Huh? A storehouse is what your savings account. Check-in savings. God wants to bless it. Are you going to partner with him? Or are you just going to keep doing it your way? Just saying. His ways are better. I was driving down the road doing that. I can tell you exactly where I was at. The Spirit of God came on me and told me I was going to sell this amount for the, in 10 days. I said, my mind went, what? What? Can't do that. My spirit said, yeah. And so I said, and then I finally got a hold of it, and I said, I will sell 10 in, in, in 10 days. And I did. Because God came on me, and God said, because I was declaring that I'm your child. I did that's how I got the, the, the job. I, I'm like, what, at 5 o'clock, I want to go home, work till 8 o'clock. I said, I want another job. My kids are at home. My wife said, said, said I want to go to church on Wednesday night. I want to be off on the weekends. Look at all these people going home. I'm pointing at them every day. Lord, some of them know you, some of them you don't, but I know you. I'm your child. I need a better job. I'm working 12 hours a day. I want a better job. At 5 o'clock, that was my point of contact. I'm going outside. You know, laying hands on somebody, there's no magic, and that's a point of contact that you receive. My point of contact was 5 o'clock. And I got a new job within two weeks. Come on, take a stand on the word. Let's go to number three. We're going to hang out. Be faithful. Be faithful. Well, I, Pastor, I heard you preach that, and I tried it, and it didn't work. I said, well, I just preached it last Sunday. Come on. You're not being faithful to it. Get a hold of it and start walking this life. This, this is the blessed life. God wants you to have a blessed life. God wants you to have health. God wants you to be mentally strong. God wants you to be spiritually strong. Feed your spirit, feed your mind, and, and take control of your body. But be faithful. Faithfulness brings destiny. Come on, we're in it for the long run. And I know you may need something today. God can help you today, but he's gonna, you're going to need him tomorrow if you don't get faithful. 
You know, you, help, you, you ever seen that, the thing where they, 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 they had a trench dug and a sheep went down in that trench? And somebody helped that sheep out of the trench and put it on the ground and took off running and jumped right back in the trench. Another 30 yards down the way. If you don't get faithful to God, you're going to get out of this muck and mire and you'll run right back into it. The Bible said it'd be like the dog that, uh, that, that never mind, I don't say that, it would be like the pig that was washed and ran back to the water. We're not that pig. We want to change. We want to be different. We want to be new. We want to continually walk with God and be faithful. Amen? Because faithfulness, it brings destiny. Faithfulness brings the blessing. If you stay faithful, increase comes just naturally. Increase comes. Learn, learn. Let me say this, since we're just talking. Anybody, everybody's a disciple. How about you're supposed to disciple your body, disciple your mind, disciple your spirit, right? How about you're supposed to disciple your family, disciple your money? Well, why I'm talking about money, but if you don't disciple your money, it goes everywhere. It, it, it goes out of your hands. So, so let, let's read. Let's read Psalms 1.1. One of my favorite scriptures, and God told me this is what our church is. But it's talking about a man right now. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Ah, that'll never work. Scornful. God don't do that today. Number two. But his delight is in the law or the word of God, the word of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. And if you meditate in the word day and night, it's easy. Doesn't mean you're walking with a Bible or driving with a Bible in your face. It's that you put a scripture in your heart and you meditate it over and over and over and over. And you meditate in the law of God and you put it in your mouth and then you start expecting it to come to pass. Then you start acting like it's going to come to pass. And then you become a doer. You do the word and then you expect it to come to pass. And every day God adds to you. Every day God adds to you because you're meditating his word. And it says, he will be like a tree planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither. And whatever he does, and whatever he does, and whatever he does, he prospers. Isn't that good? God wants to prosper you. And if you get dissatisfied with what you're doing, it may be a holy dissatisfaction, God will take you to a better place. But you got to remain faithful to him. Be a doer word. I'm working at this job for him. I am working at this job for God. And I'm impacting people every day of my life. Shoot, if you're raising cattle, I'm raising cattle for people. They're going to eat these things. Huh? You're raising corn? You're raising corn. It's going to be a blessing. So, so we want to be planted. Now, now, I, I know I'm going to help you in just a minute, but if you take an acorn and put it in the ground and you go back the next day and say, well, it ain't working. It's not working. Pastor Brandon, it ain't working. It's not coming up. It's working. Give it a minute. Stay faithful. Stay faithful. Stay faithful to the will of God. Stay faithful to what God's told you to do. I know, listen, God's a God of miracles. God will help you out 
But you have got to get faithful to his word and do his word or you're going to need another miracle. I've already said that, but I'm trying to, to emphasize the point is that as you put a seed in the ground, it's going to come up. Good seeds come up. Bad seeds come up too. Quit planting bad seeds. The word of God is the best seed there ever was. We had cotton fields around us in Louisiana on the Red River. You see these cotton plants in some place. Egyptian cotton's about that high. It's this high. You're walking, you walk through that cotton field, and it's this high. And there was one guy, he planted the best seed, and he had seven or eight guys would go down every row, and I'm talking five or 600 acres, and they're chopping weeds out, and I'm talking beautiful. And you go and look at somebody else's cotton field, they're producing cotton, but there's weeds all in it. And they didn't take care of it. They still produced the harvest, but not like it should have been. Because he was faithful to take care of that seed. He planted the best seed. He, he took care of it. He got, you know what? We're going to weed this thing out. You got to weed out this stuff in your mind. No, whoa, 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 I'm going to stay faithful to God. I'm staying faithful to God. I'm walking with God. I'm living for God. And, and now, see, see this, these are the steps that when now God will start speaking to you. God will start directing your steps. God will start telling you what to do and where to go and go pray for this one and go, go talk to that one. See, that's all a part of it too. Not just you being in the will of God, but you, uh, somebody said, you know, I want to be filled with the Spirit. Why do I need to be filled with the Spirit? I said, because it'll empower you to help somebody else. See, the well of salvation's on the inside of you and that water is cool and that water's refreshing. That salvation's awesome. But God wants to empower you to help somebody else out of the ditch. See, see, I, I brought Buddy up and had Jerrica talk for a minute. Shoot, Buddy wants to help you out now. Buddy realized where he was at was wrong. And Buddy, he's, he's not here today because he's working. He's driving an 18-wheeler. And, you know, he called me one day after he got that job said, I worked 16 hours. He goes, that was more than all last year. <laughs> That's true. I'd try to hire him here at the church doing. He'd work about 30 minutes. Now, where'd Buddy go? He gone. But God has totally transformed him. And he's working. And he's taking care of his family. His life has changed. God wants to transform you. And you say, well, I'm, my life's okay, but he wants to take you to another level. And maybe you can't see it. Maybe you, but you have got to stay faithful until you can see it. And you'll start seeing glimpses of it coming to pass. See, faithfulness is a key to the will of God. Because well, we want to drive through McDonald's and go, yeah, can I have a, a raise? Uh, y'all, y'all giving out raises or something? Uh, uh, man, I'm in a bind. I need rent money. Well, you know rent's due at the end of the month every month, right? If you look, you can look and say, well, you know, I might be a little short. Go get a job. Go mow a yard. Do something. Ask God. Bless your hand. I, I was in business at one time doing, I had a construction crew. I'm going to tell you something. Ah, man, you hear people, oh, I wish, wished I had a business. Yeah, go, go, go get it. <laughs> you talking about it. And then, you know, I, I was a sales manager. I was a sales manager. I had three or four salesmen, and I'm typing their quotes and checking their quotes, and I got to do my own quotes. And my boss said, what are you doing in here? I said, I'm doing everybody else. I'm doing everybody's work. Get out of here. 
But see, with, with, with the increase, though, comes responsibility. You still got to remain faithful. You got to, you know, oh, man. Uh, somebody said, they look, my wife dresses me good. See, I'm, I'm dressed real good. I had somebody come tell me one time and said, you don't know what it's like to be poor. I said, really? I remember a time when I want to call you and come to your house and go through your couch, get your quarters. You don't know where I've been. This is what God does. God takes you from digging quarters out of the couch and trying to find where you can get something to eat and eat some lunch that day, you know, because you run out of pressed ham. Y'all don't know what pressed ham is. It ain't the good kind, okay? It's even cheaper than spam. So anyway, well, my, my point is God will grow you up and give you a vision, and, and God will take you. And you know, I, I'm going to go secular just for a second. Uh, when I went to work for Motorola, uh, we went to Vegas every year, Las Vegas. People, woo, yeah. But I went spiritual. I was spiritual. I was young. I was hungry. I was searching God, seeking God. And I walk in these places, and man, there is marble on the floor, marble on the walls. They got a million dollars running down this hallway. They got the best of the best. Even when the slot machine goes off, it goes hallelujah. And I said, this ain't God. Because they pay out, but what they pay out, people put back in to millions. And this is all invented to, to, to take people's money, to take people's millions. Think about that. But I looked at all the finery, but I thought, why can't we as believers have the best? Huh? Instead of going there, they all going to hell, you know? Jerry Savelle was going through there. There's a great church in Las Vegas, and he was preaching at it. And they put him up at a casino, and you got to walk through all the gambling to get to your room. It's just the way it is. They're trying to draw you in over here. Come put your $100 in over here. I like my $100. I'm keeping my $100. But you talk to people, and you listen with the Spirit. But he's walking through there, and somebody, Jerry Savelle, I love the Word of God you're preaching. That person was working there because they needed a job. Hmm? And he's like, who knows me in here? But what I learned from it is that God will give you the best. God wants to bless you. It's not for the world. It's not for the devil. And, and, and when the casinos came to our town, we struggled. Whew, the owner of our company was a Christian and he's like, man, I don't know if we want to do business. And when we did, we got hammered by the religious crowd. And so I started asking. I called my uncle, great man of God, and I said, listen, I said, we're struggling. We don't want to do business with, with uh, the casinos. I said, because, but we're really the only game in town, and we're actually the, the, be, the best, you know, to do it. And uh, he said, so let me, let's talk about this. He goes, so you're not wanting to do business with sinners. I said, okay. See? Go in there and let your light shine. And then I asked my pastor. About two days later, I said, Brother Moffat, I said, and we're struggling. We're struggling with uh, doing, doing business with casinos. And you know what? He, he, he pulled out Proverbs. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. Woo-wee. I used to get on the elevator and people say, you up? I said, yep, I, I make money here every day. 
I make money every time I come because I don't gamble. I sell them stuff. I take care of these people and they pay me well. Yeah. Hey. You, you got you to gotta change. But we get a religious mindset. I'm not working with those people. They're rude and crude and mean. You may be the light that is sent there to change those people. You ever thought about that? To impact people? To impact people's lives? Just slip in talking about the Lord a little bit? See, I, I, it changed my mindset. You know, I'm not here. I wasn't there to gamble. Gambling it can be a sickness. It's got a hook like alcohol, like drugs. Don't do it. Don't play that. Some people, you know, can drink a drink and, and walk away. Some people can't stop till they're on the ground. You know what I'm talking about? And, and drugs. There's certain drugs that'll hook you and you can't let it go. It, it makes you, your body make you a slave to it. We got on the elevator and, and a, the, a dealer was on there and somebody said, hey, tell us a good story. And he said, last night, he was up $40,000. And everybody went, wow. He goes, no, it's a sickness because he lost it all before the night was over. Go up 40,000 and down 40,000? It's a sickness. It's an addiction. I'm talking about these things because you gotta, you got to be in the will of God. You've got to learn to control your flesh, control your, your life, and stay in control. God wants you to be in control, but God wants you to have things, not things have you. God wants you to be blessed. But he don't want things to have you. You know what, like, like the love of money? Have you ever met somebody, again, like uh, my cousin who loved his, educa his education? He worshiped his education. I'm a doctorate of divinity. whoop de doo what are you doing with it? But you, uh, what are, if you're a millionaire, what are you doing with that money? Is it a tool? Money's a tool. So it's a poor savior. Your spouse is a poor savior. Jesus is our savior. He's the king. I'm just talking about, I'm trying to emphasize the will of God. God does want you blessed, but God doesn't want the blessing to own you. Amen? Remember last Sunday we talked about the children of Israel. We're the chosen ones. We're blessed because we're in the will of God. We're living in Israel. We're God's chosen people. Oh, we're, we're this and that. No, they were supposed to be the light to the world. They took do not touch the unclean thing to the limit. They were supposed to go in there and not let it touch their heart. They were supposed to go into the highways and hedges. The, the story of the, uh, the, the, the man who was beaten and whipped and, and the Pharisees looked down and crossed on the other side, wouldn't touch him. So it must be the will of God. It must be something bad. He did something bad for that to happen to him. Eh. There are bad people in this world. And you need to listen to the Spirit. You know, they say that in Mexico. People getting killed, they say, well, they must have deserved it. God wouldn't have let that happen. Even heard a drug guy making drugs said, I'll do this until God stops me. Because this must be the will of God. And no. You can do things that aren't the will of God. We I tried to set that last Sunday. Go back and listen to it. But let's finish this up. We're going to be faithful. Amen. We're going to remain faithful to the Word of God. I want to give you some things real quick. Uh, yeah, stay with me. Hebrews 5.11. 
This is a transition. We're going to transition from chapter 5 to chapter 6 because it's not, it's not broken up like that in chapters. It's a letter, but listen to what the letter says. Concerning him, we have much to say and it's difficult to explain since you have become poor listeners. Say, I'm a good listener. Faith comes by hearing. Okay, I'm a good listener. For though by this time you ought to be teachers. Go ahead and say it. I ought to be a teacher. You have heard or you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the actual words of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. Let's just go and remind you. Babies take bottles of milk. We are not babies. We want the meat of the word. It's good to have some milk with the meat. It's all right. But we need the meat of the word. Amen? Because the meat helps you grow quicker. It's harder to digest sometimes, but it's the truth. Next verse. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unacquainted with the word of righteousness, for he is an infant. Not a baby anymore. But solid food is for the mature who because of practice have their senses trained to distinguish between good and evil. I could preach this. Come on, your senses, you know when something's not right. That is not right. Then turn and go away from it. I, I told a story. This boy, boy pulled up in his old car, and I knew, I knew, I got to go home. I hear my mama calling. They're going to talk me to get in that car. And they did. I'm sitting in the middle in the back seat, and I know just as soon as we turned on the main road, let's see what it'll do. And I said, that's exactly what was in, I knew it. And I let them peer pressure me into getting in that car. I was like 13. Thank God I can only do 60. I think I can survive. I thought, I can survive 60. But solid food is for the mature, who because of practice have their senses trained in distinguish between good and evil. Hebrews 6.1 says, Therefore, leaving the elementary principles, teaching of Christ, let us press on to maturity. This is the will of God for you to mature. Maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and a faith towards God. I mean, if you're repenting every Sunday, that's good, but you ought to grow up some point and quit repenting. I don't have to repent of that no more. You know, I quit dipping snuff a long time ago. I quit watching pornography a long time ago. Whatever you're dealing with, I'm just talking some stuff here. I quit drinking a long time ago. You're not dealing with it anymore. If you're having to deal with it every week, it's time to grow up. That's the will of God for you. To press on maturity, laying again the foundation of repentance, dead works. We can't do that anymore. I mean, we got to repent as a baby. You keep repenting, repenting. And, and you need to get clean, even when you're mature. Look at the next verse. But of instruction about baptism, that's washing. Laying on of hands. There are, there are three baptisms, not just in water. Come on, laying on of hands. When's the last time you prayed for somebody? When's the last time you laid hands on somebody? It's not about pastor doing it. Man, you can pray for people. Come on, it takes you stepping out. About resurrection of dead, eternal judgment. Come on, God, God may have you pray to raise somebody from the dead. You ever thought about that? Has it even entered into your mind? Woo! And that takes three gifts of the Spirit. I'm just saying there's more that God wants you to grow up and do spiritually to quicken you. All right, get a pen. There should be one in front of you. Get ready to write. 
I, you know, when you talk about the will of God, this is where you really want to go and teach. But I've been laying a foundation, and, and I want to give you something to, to write down real quick. And, and so you're ready. Success requires replacement. Success requires replacement. Remember, we talked about number one, are you going to change? Then you got to replace some things in your life. Ready? If you fail, don't quit, learn. <laughs> remember, I, I don't know, y'all remember, but two years ago, I did, a, I, I did a, a sermon lesson, these millionaires who lost everything and became millionaires again. They said, we're not millionaires because of the money in the bank. We're millionaires in here. So if you fail, it's all right. If you fail, it's okay. Learn. Number two, overthinking. Stop overthinking and start doing. Action. Exchange over overthinking with action. Overthinking with action. You know, people do that with sin. There were some guys that planned to rob a bank 20 years and never did. <laughs> Waste their life. That's like somebody said that they died at 30 and they buried them at 60 because they quit. They quit at life. Blame. Exchange blame with responsibility. Well, it's because you don't ever let anybody do anything, Pastor. I... I God opens doors for you. My job, my job, they don't let me. They, they always, uh, they, they're looking for somebody. Come on. Be responsible. How about this one? Toxic friends. Exchange toxic friends with mentors. Come on, you need somebody. I have people that are trying to pull me up to the next level. And you know what? I got your hand. I'm pulling on somebody and they're pulling me up. I got mentors that are always pulling me up and I'm always pulling you up every Sunday. We got to exchange toxic people with mentors. How about com exchange complaining with gratitude? Grateful. Well, look at them. They always just, everything they do is blessed. They got a breath vacation. They have, come on, quit comparing yourself to other people. You know, they always put the best pictures on Facebook. They don't show the kids throwing up in the car. Nobody shows that. And, if, you know, that, hey, mine did it, I know. How about net, Netflix marathons with sleep? Binge watching something all night long. How about rest because you got stuff to do tomorrow for God? How about exchanging? I'm, am I going too fast? You can get to watch it on the recording. How about exchanging fake influencers with inspiring creators? Man, there are people who are fake. They're on TV. You want somebody real, somebody that's walked in, in the path. I mean, I got real people that, that I can talk to and pull me up. Uh, you know, people used to say, Jimmy Swagger's my pastor. Nah, he ain't doing your funeral. No. He's not baptizing your kids. Just saying. I'm sorry, it's the truth, but fake influencers with people who are innovative, inspiring, creators, 
People have walked through things, have been there and done that. I know I'm going late, but stick with me. And sometimes you got to step out. I had somebody tell me, I want to start a restaurant. I said, awesome. I said, well, have you written it down? Have you got a plan? I said, have you been to Cracker Barrel and then gone to Ruby Tuesdays and see how they do it and gone to this place? And they go, I haven't ever ate at any of them. I'm like, uh, what, what? And you want to start a restaurant? Well, I've washed dishes in one one time. Come on. If God's given you a dream for something, pursue it. I had a man tell me that I'm, I'm supposed to go to Africa, Pastor. I said, really? What you going to do in Africa? I'm going to minister. I said, really? I said, uh, what are you doing to get ready? Uh, I'm just waiting on, on them to call me, and, and I'm going to Africa. I said, so you're not preaching anywhere? You're not going like to the retirement center? You're not ministering the gospel to anybody? No, no. What about money to go? No. You ain't going to Africa. You dreaming. And a daydream is nothing until you start putting legs to it. Come on. God may have called him to Africa, but he never stepped into it. And the last one is what my mama said. You exchange can't for can. Can't never could do anything. That's a triple negative, okay? All you English teachers out there. Can't never could do anything. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That man could go to Africa, but he had to put some legs on it. He, got to, he had to start preparing. He might need to contact somebody. Y'all need any help? I know plenty of people in Africa that need help. If you want to go, come talk to me. But you better know it's God. God has plans. God has vision for you. God has great and mighty things for you. Bow your heads, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Father, that you change us. That you show us that you want to bless what we put our hand to. That you want our lives to be blessed. But the first and foremost thing, will you give your heart to Jesus? Have you given your heart to Jesus? If you have not given your heart to Jesus, will you just wave at me right quick? Just say, Pastor, pray for me. I I see that hand. God has got you, sir, in his hands. Anyone else? Today is the day of salvation for you. Let's pray with him. Say this with me. Say, Father. Come on, sir, pray that. Father, today I give you my all. I make you Lord of my life. Your ways are better, and I want your ways. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross just for me. I serve him, and I will follow him all the days of my life. So I ask you to help me, Lord, to change my life, to be like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about Legacy Church and other resources, visit us online at LegacyFamily.info.